So what? We watch anime. So what? We play League. We're just having fun. We don't care who sees. So what? We stay in. It don't bother me. Living young, pale and nerdy. Hello and welcome to the Reaton Entertainment Podcast, episode 115. This week we have a full crew. We have uh, Jerry Parallax Abstraction uh, Cor- Corcoran. That's your last name, Corcoran. Yeah, it's been so long, I know it's easy to forget now. <laughs> uh, we have Andrew Rowe McBain. I made it this time. You did, and we're proud of you for that. We have Nicole Nick Lotus Robinson Carroll. Howdy do. And we have Connor, the cyberpunk monk, Nemesis0320, Besh. I keep on saying I'm going to leave forever, but then they just pull me right back in. We go, hey, do you want to be on the podcast? You're like, okay, I need well, human interaction. Like oh, no, there you go. Perfect spot on. Yeah. <laughs> You're like, I'm lonely. Uh, and I'm, of course, your host, Nathan Reeton Spruth. We're going to start out this week like we do every other week asking the people what games they have played. So, Nick Lotus, we'll start with you since you're the token female of the group. <laughs> oh, dang. That, Ladies first and whatnot. That, that, was, <laughs> that was a reference to a conversation we were having before the podcast. Call yeah, that. since we were... Fair enough. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. We'll, we'll, we'll get to that topic yes. <laughs> eventually. <laughs> but uh, the games I've been playing this week, I've been playing some more Fallout New Vegas. I just sometimes when I'm playing this game, I'm just like blown away by how amazing it is. And I'm thinking, how can this even be part of the same uh, IP as fallout four? <laughs> <laughs> they put a lot more time into the building of your bases rather in, in fallout four, rather than uh, like the storyline and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah, and on the com- I mean the companions, the companions are the best part of Fallout Four. They've they they're best developed of any Fallout game that I've played. But I mean that shouldn't be a trade off for leaving off the entire third act. Right. Exactly. Yeah. It was uh, it was okay. I did play it for quite a few hours and I beat the game, but it was not as good as New Vegas or even Fallout Three. Yeah. I mean, opinion. yeah. I, I'm yeah. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I finished the I finished the campaign storyline. I did all the companion quests and stuff, but I was very underwhelmed by it. Yeah. But yeah. But 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 Fallout New Vegas is my favorite of the series, and I, every every once in a while I go back to it just because it's so good. Uh, but the other game that I have been playing a little bit of this week is a mobile game called Eighteen, and it is a uh, an action adventure puzzle game. That is, it's not based on an anime. I think an anime that just come out came out is based on it. It's called 18 If. And the premise is that these people can be captured in the dream world and turned into witches. And these, this guy has to travel through the dream world and save these people and, and bring them back to the waking world. And oh, so this puzzle, and so, and so this puzzle, and so this anime is based on this puzzle game that I that I just downloaded because I just watched the first season of the anime and realized that there was a game of it. Oh, and how are you liking it? It's it's pretty cool. I mean, it's it's a it's a matching puzzle game, but it's not like your typical match three. You can you, you build a, a team and you level up their abilities and stuff. So there's more to it than like Candy Crush. Oh, okay. So it's it's not just like uh, bejeweled or or something like that. There's a little bit more in depth. Yeah, oh, yeah. There's a little uh... more to it because you have to build up your party and and their skills and stuff. Oh, okay. What were you going to say, Aroa? Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm just looking at it on the app store. Is Are it you... like buy it? You like make chains and stuff? Like like you you draw lines to connect them together? Or is it just yeah 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 y- yeah you chain it like you said. Okay. And it's basically yeah. just basically just matching matching adjacent yeah, uh, I've, item I've, items. I've seen ones like the I feel like these are more popular in Japan. Probably. Japan's weird. I want to say Honey Pop's kind of like that, but I don't think yeah. it, I think, it, I think it's different from Honey Pop. It is it's the, different, but yeah, I think it's similar in in that in some ways. Yeah. I'll download it. I'll download it right now. Good. Yeah, but Do it's, it. it's 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 yeah, it's free to download and play. There are there are microtransactions in it, but I've been playing. I think I'm like level 
man, I don't know. I'm, I'm actually all my individual characters have their own levels, but well, I mean, I've, I've, been, I've been playing it for a couple of weeks now, and I haven't had to buy anything to keep progressing. Yeah, at least it's free with microtransactions. It's not a game you have to pay for and yeah. then have microtransactions. <laughs> yeah, what kind of asshole company would make a game like that? Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> Wait uh, for it. <laughs> well, move on to to Parallax Abstraction. What games have you been playing recently? So, I, because life has been insane, I haven't gotten to play a lot lately, but I'm finally getting into it a little bit more. I've done a few videos for my channel uh, recently, but um, yeah, I got, um, I, I played uh, actually the other day Res Infinite, uh, which came to PC kind of out of nowhere. Uh, they just announced, it, we, everybody thought it was a PS4 exclusive, and then uh, one day they just were like, like two days before, they were like, oh yeah, it's coming to PC with full Rift and Vive support, here you go, and uh, kind of blew everybody's mind, and I actually reached out to Enhanced Games for press code, thinking that I was way too small time for them to give a shit about, and they came back like two hours later and were like, nah, sure, here you go. So, um, so I emailed yeah. them. I emailed them, and they're like, "Oh, we're actually handling that through Keymailer." And I was like, "Ah, damn it!" Uh, they probably changed that because, yeah, I'm guessing they got over overwhelmed with requests or something. But uh, I, I hit them up very early. But uh, yeah, basically, I mean. It, Res was amazing back in the day. I'm one of the people like it's kind of it's a cult hit. People either like it or they don't. I very much do. I have a PS2 copy here somewhere that's probably actually worth money now. Uh, but Res Infinite is basically the original game with some extras on it, uh, as well as a, a whole new area that was developed in UE4 and looks friggin' incredible. But it's it's also only one level. Uh, and it has full VR support, and uh, the PC port is actually extremely good, uh, which is not something you're starting to see that more with from Japanese devs, which is nice because Japanese developers typically are awful with PC ports. Yeah, ter but, terrible. Uh, yeah, this one is actually very well done, and uh, yeah, I mean, it, it, I have a video up for it up on my channel, but if you know what Res is and you like Res, then it's absolutely worth worth it for that. Uh, if you're unsure about it, it it is expensive for what it is because Res is not a very long game, um, but uh, it, it is a little pricey. But uh, for me, I think it's well worth it because it's a game that's sort of never been duplicated. Uh, and I did a, a few other videos that are up there, and then um, I got press code for Nidhogg 2, which technically is embargoed until the day after this will probably go up. There's going to be a video of that tomorrow, but uh, I'm enjoying that quite a bit as well. I'll just I'll just put it that way. Um, and then I finally this week, I'm finally starting to stream a little bit more. So I finally started Nier Automata, which I've had since March and literally only ran for the first time this week. Um, you know, I, I will play just about anything that has the platinum name on it. And uh, you can definitely tell this is a a platinum developed game it's definitely the combat and stuff is not nearly as advanced or or as well done as something like bayonetta uh but it's still pretty fun uh it has a it's not really a it's kind of an open world but it's not a humongous open world but uh there's a lot of unfortunately especially for the side quests and that there's a lot of running around there's no real fast travel so there's a lot of running from place to place uh which and fighting sort of fodder enemies along the way, which kind of gets a little old after a while. But uh, it's been good so far. I know you're technically supposed to play it through three times to get all the endings. So I think I'm about halfway through just the first run so far. Uh, but I'm going to keep streaming that over the next little while and try to get uh, through that. And I've got a million other things on my backlog. So yeah, but that's kind of what I've hit up lately. Oh, cool. Cool. Uh, have yeah. you ever played? I, I know Aroa's probably played it. Have you ever played Viv Ribbon? Uh, I have. I did a video of that a long time ago, but um, I have played it. Yeah, that's uh, yeah. I really that that game is something unto itself as well. Yeah, yeah. See, that's the thing. Like Res and Vib Ribbon kind of remind me that they're obviously both rhythm games, but they're both like really unique takes on it, which is yeah. And the thing really about cool. the thing I find fascinating about. Um, Res Infinite is that, or Res in general, is that as popular as it is, or, or it's not, actually, sorry, it's not It's not super popular. It's always been a cult hit. Every iteration they've done of it, because they did, it was originally a Dreamcast game, then it became a PS2 game, then they did an HD update on the 360, and then they've done Res Infinite. None of them have sold especially well. None of them have actually been that um, super successful, but the developer um, has constantly wanted to keep working on it for the fans of it. 
And it's um, it's interesting, though, that because even though it's a cult hit, you know, it tends to be that anything in this industry that's even slightly popular, you know, people will attempt to clone and, you know, make a million different versions of. But Res is one of those things that I can't really think of anything like it that's ever come out. Yeah, I have uh, I've seen a few indie games that have tried to emulate it, but have failed spectacularly. Good. Yeah, and, and no Rose... one has captured the magic. Like, the closest thing I could think of lately is another game I covered on my channel called Arrow, and that really, though, isn't even really the same. It's it's not even in the same vein. It's, But I find it fascinating that, yeah, it's something that people have not even tried to duplicate that often, and when they have, they still haven't succeeded. <laughs> But um, uh, I'm yeah, sure it's very uh, neat, but it's uh, it's very good. I, I, uh, I, I res is still still incredible to me. And yeah, having it on. I never thought we'd ever see it on PC. Well, so, now you I'm have really glad that. The, yeah. the only thing only honestly, the only thing I know about res is and I don't know if it was like the first one or maybe the second one. There was one that 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 became notorious as the vibrator game. Yes, yes, that, that was, was Rez. Yes, two one. Yeah, uh, yeah. And actually, huh, funny enough, I think PS4 has this as well. But on PC, if you have two controllers, you can designate a second controller to be the trans vibrator. The PS4 oh, wow. one does that too. Yeah. Yeah, you basically take a second controller and all it does is vibrate to the music. And the way you were supposed to do it with the Dreamcast and PS2 is that you put the second controller like behind your back, like kind of where like if you had a lumbar support on your chair, you're supposed to put it like there. Okay. Um, and that's what the idea is, is it just it just it just vibrates to the music. It's yeah. like playing. Yeah. It's like playing the game in uh, D box or something. Yeah, that's where you're oh, supposed okay. to put it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah well, that's, what they, that's what they said. That's the yes. suggestion. <laughs> that's yeah. But yeah, uh, it, they have that function on PC too if you want it. So <laughs> uh, yeah, so there you go. It's got everything. Right. But yeah, that was the one awesome. that was sort of really well known as the vibrator game. <laughs> yeah, that, that that's the thing. Is like I knew nothing about Res, but then you said the the instant I heard you say Res, I was like, oh, it's the vibrator game. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, <laughs> that it is. Let's let's change subjects. Aroa, what games have you played? Uh, I'm gonna unchange the subject for a second. God damn it. Um, <laughs> let's so, talk about vibrations in video games. Well, just that Res uh, Res is definitely one of my favorite games of all time, mm. um, and I own every version of it other than the Dreamcast one. Uh, so, like, yeah, that's how much I love it. And, yeah, if you have VR, you pretty much owe it to yourself to play it in VR. Uh, I didn't think it would be that big of a deal, but uh, after I got my PSVR, I got Res Infinite, and I was like, oh, just fucking, oh, my God. <laughs> like, it, it, I've been it's, told this, yeah. Yeah, it's one of the most incredible experiences, like, just in general. Only only probably because I'm such a big fan of the series. Uh, well, series, as in all the re-releases of the same game. But just, like, my God. It, it, and the thing is, there there hasn't been a sequel to it, but there was a Child of Eden on the 360 that used the Kinect. Yeah. And... That game was shit. <laughs> See, I actually, I actually have, I have that game. It was a complete flop. That was uh, that game completely tanked. And I have, I have it. I've not played it with the Kinect. I played it with a controller. I didn't mind it with the controller. It's not Res, but I, I still thought it was good. But yeah, almost nobody played that. I played it with the Kinect, and yeah, it was, it was just really repetitive, and it, it would, it just couldn't equal Res. I don't know what they did wrong, but that mm. game I think would be much, much better in VR. And I would totally buy a re-release of it in VR because I think that would fix a lot of the problems I had with it. Because a lot of it was the really shitty control scheme and the fact that my arm felt like it was going to fall off by the time I was done playing it. And I'd probably like <laughs> actually gave my elbow a stress injury. <laughs> yeah. yeah fair anyway. Enough. What games have you played? As far as games I've played, uh, I keep playing Fate Grand Order because it's just like one of the best mobile games ever, even though it's highly derivative. Um, I don't know why I like it so much, but yeah. Um, and uh, right before I came in here for the podcast, I was playing uh, Super Hot VR because that came out on PSVR recently. And man, 
even in the half hour that I was playing it, that is definitely, if not the best, like, VR experience I've had so far, it's definitely up there. Uh, I have that game. I haven't played it yet. Like, with the Vive, it's probably goddamn incredible. Like, there are problems that I run into because of the PSVR's limitations, and I think maybe moving the camera around a little bit will help with that, but just in in the time I've spent with it, like, it works so well, even whenever it, it, even though it does fuck up every once in a while. Um, yeah, I'm I'm really excited to get back to that after this. <laughs> um, and and that's all you've been playing. Uh, pretty much. I mean, I I haven't I've played some Splatoon two. Yeah, no I haven't cares. played any oh, of yeah. that yet. I've also played a bunch of that, and that is very good. I yeah. haven't played any of it. I need to get that game. Uh, anyway, and then we could do voice chat. So, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> on Discord, uh, we could do voice chat on yeah. Discord. Yes. Uh, I guess so, so uh, man. Connor, what games have you played? Uh, now that I own a Switch, I have still been religiously hooked on Breath of the Wild. What a great game. Yeah. Uh, uh, your Switch. Yeah. I, uh, I don't have Splatoon 2 yet because I never played Splatoon 1. I'd be willing to try it. It looks adorable. Yeah, you'll be missing the storyline. <laughs> oh, that's, that's okay. Uh, apparently, <laughs> I'm a kid now, and I'm a squid now. Yeah, yeah. Did I get everything? Yeah. Is that everything? Pretty much, yeah. You you paint stuff and you turn into a squid. That's pretty much the whole storyline. Hmm, good. I'll caught up. Uh, I've been playing Titanfall two. Been picking up Overwatch again. That's yeah, exciting. That's good. And that's good. How's the population I'd... on Titanfall? You, like this on PC or? Not as great as I would like it to be. I definitely because yeah. I'm I'm pretty sure it doesn't have any like real matchmaking per skill system in place. But I see no. a lot of the same players. It's yeah. awful. It's not awful. The matchmaking, the match, game. the matchmaking is awful. Oh, that's all right. Uh, they just released their new horde mode, which I might have talked about last week. I don't really remember. Uh, still, whole lots of fun. Good. Good. Uh, and then you've been playing Doomfist, right? No, actually. I've only kind of picked them up that one time for the, the five minutes that I was playing over watching your stream last night. Oh, okay. How was that? How was uh, Doomfist? Uh, he punches people hard, man. Oh, okay. Good. So the games I've been playing, I've been playing uh, Ricky Durgeson bought me Crypt of the Necrodancer ah, uh, yes. a few weeks ago. And I kind of like the game. I don't know. It's it's weird because I I prefer uh kind of like Binding of Isaac and then I've been seeing uh Enter the Gungeon and I don't know. It's 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 all right. It, it's um, not those kind of games. It's, yeah, it's, it's a weird it's a roguelike. It takes, yeah, it takes uh roguelike shit and then makes it way too fast-paced for me. Yeah, like I can't th- like I have to th- Think about what strategy I'm going to use, and also follow the beat. Which yeah. I'm fine following mm. the beat. I'm good at I'm good at uh, rock band stuff, but trying to like think of strategy while doing that not the not the greatest. Especially when there's just a room full of enemies. When there's yeah, like eight like, enemies in there. I don't. It, it, Dungeons of Dreadmore is the game I was trying to think of that it's very similar to. Right. And yeah, it's like if you were trying to play Dungeons of Dreadmore, but the game just moved forward every second without you doing anything. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah, it's like, rough. Yeah. I, I tried to play it for like an hour and a half, I think, and I gave up because I just couldn't do it. Ah, uh, you'll get it. I'm. I'm sure. Just do it. Play it more. And you'll be fine. I also played um, I Hate IDE Hard Drives. So uh, I was... (laughs) I think a lot of people play that game. Yeah, well, I was uh, making... I was like, I was worried that my hard drive that I was using for my PS2 might have got damaged because a couple games weren't loading on it. Uh, So I bought another IDE hard drive and then I couldn't get it to work with my PlayStation 2. And then I remembered that it had a little jumper thing that you had to set on the hard drive 
And then I got it to work. Had to work. make it master or slave, did you? Yes, yes. Uh, I just uh, had to put memories. a jump. Yeah. And so <laughs> uh, that was a pain. And then I realized that it wasn't the hard drive that was the issue. It was just the game didn't want to load because it's a Japanese game. And some oh, Japanese yeah. games some Japanese games work and some Japanese games don't work. After I got the it working, though, I did play some... Of the simple 2000 series kickboxing game, which was all right. It was okay. And then I ended up playing uh, H1Z1 King of the Kill with Jurgensen last night. And it's like PUBG before PUBG, right? It's, it's, it is PUBG. That's all like yeah. PUBG stole that from H1Z1. Because well, I'm not sure because technically PUBG. PUBG was a mod first, so I don't know who came first. Yeah, I don't know. Probably safe to say everybody stole from everyone. Yeah. Uh, it, it was the culling. Oh, right, 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 yeah. Oh, yeah. So, yeah. so Connor watched me play that last night on stream, I believe. It and, was terrible. Oh, we're terrible. We're awful at it. Uh, and there's like a hundred and some odd people on the map. Um, well, the last game of the night we played... Uh, Durga and I, the entire night, did not kill a single person, and I got yeah. third. And I got third place. I don't wow. know how. How did it? Well, <laughs> yeah, you I died just, less. I guess we, we just we just sat back and watched everyone kill each other. We were on like this mountain, uh, and we were just looking down the mountain, watching people fight each other. And every time the. Uh, the little circle got smaller. We happened to be inside the circle. So we were just like, eh, we'll just stay here. And then Durga ended up trying to fight somebody and he died. And I ran away and went into a house and hid in the house. And uh, everyone killed each other until there was a team of two left and myself. And they killed me. And so we went from bronze three to gold five. In one match. <laughs> nice. It was awesome. Wow. Um, but yeah, I don't like that game very much <laughs> just, just because I'm very, very bad at it. Uh, and then, yeah, that's pretty much all the games I've been playing. I played a little bit of Chrono Trigger, you know, it's an okay game. People don't, you know, regard that as one of the best RPGs of all time or anything. So, Definitely not in this com in this podcast. No. That's for no. certain. Yeah. I adore that game. I've never touched it. <laughs> Uh yeah, I want to imagine and especially, you would especially like with it. an all-girl team. Oh, Luca, Luca uh, Marley and Ayla. Oh, I haven't got to to Ayla yet. I just got typical women not accepting men into their, their parties. Yeah, uh, I just got the robot, the robot dude, Rob. I don't know his name. Oh, Robo's great. Robo. Robo's great. Uh, yeah. So I mean, it's it's pretty good. I left him in the time vortex thing, and then I saved, and so I'll be starting that up again next week. The best thing about Robo's the best thing about Robo is his theme song is the Rickroll. It is. It totally is the Rickroll. And Durga was like, "No, it's slightly." Di-. I'm like, "Yeah, no, it's the Rickroll." Like I was like, "Wait, am I getting Rickrolled here?" And you can yes. find mashups of Robo's theme and Never Gonna Give You Up if you just search on YouTube or Google yeah. or whatever. Yeah, I I would not be surprised. So, let's get into some stories. Uh, we've got some stuff to talk about today, uh, as we like to do on this podcast. We're talking about legal battles, because we are legal experts Yay! here. Scholars, if you will. Yeah. I, I worked at a law firm, so I'm basically good for any sort of legal counsel. I do cool. IT for a law firm on a regular basis, so, I mean, being around lawyers, I totally get how this whole thing works. <laughs> so... Mm. Uh, we are, not uh, we are, Nintendo is getting sued. <laughs> that would be fun. Read Entertainment We are getting, getting sued, sued because of Nintendo. <laughs> what? <laughs> Game Vice is suing Nintendo because Game Vice had a, a device called the WikiPad, and they're saying that the Joy-Con design infringes on their patent. And uh, I... Patent trolls. Well... Maybe. No. So they kind of have a case, but I do. also think they're they're different enough where that case is malarkey. Right. Because yeah, the, the WikiPad was also, designed well, first. It may not be explicit trolling. It's also very clearly, hey, we made this product that nobody cared about, but now we can see a way to make money on it. Yeah. Well, 
the the crux of the argument is that it's a functionality uh patent that they have it's so there's different types of patents and my friend actually has one um it's the snap on snap off thing yeah and and the way that it connects and so possibly they might have something most likely what's going to happen what happens in a lot of these cases is that Nintendo won't take it to court. They'll just be like, here's $10 million. Get the f- get off my dick. <laughs> Go the fuck away. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. And yeah. so, uh, but, but they might have a case. So my friend actually has a patent for a lens cap cover. And he has what's called, <clears throat> I believe it's a utility patent. So that if anyone else tries to make the same type of lens cap cover, where you can put storage media like a SD card inside the lens cover... Uh, or lens cap, uh, no matter, even if they tweak the design a little bit, uh, he can still sue them and get money for it. Huh. So uh, I don't know if that's the same type of patent that they have because they have a functionality patent, which sounds different. <laughs> so, um, yeah, what do you guys think about this? Do you think that it's going to go the way that I said it's going to go, or do you think it's going to actually go to court? It's hard Honestly, to say. I mean, probably settle. Yeah, I love having lots of people. So, uh, <laughs> what was that? What I mean, I title? would say they're probably gonna. They might settle, but it depends. I mean, uh, Nintendo uh, doesn't. I don't know. They don't strike me as the type who's gonna try to. You know, who's gonna try to fight them about it? But you never know. I guess it depends. They'll probably weigh the pros and cons. Like, hey. We could go to court and spend X amount of money and, like, five years of our lives on this shit, or we can just give them, like, a couple million dollars to back off. And most likely they're going to give... Because Nintendo, while it isn't the gaming force that it was, uh, hell, even ten years ago with the Wii, it still has a ton of money that it's just sitting on. So... I'm sure that they're going to be, you know, just back off. We'll give you money and that'll be good. Has anyone used the wiki tab or wiki pad? Mm, no. I've heard of it. I've never touched it, though. Oh, you should do a review on it. Uh-huh. <laughs> With, oh, speaking yeah, of which, such a... did you see the retro bit, uh, new retro bit console that came out? Uh, I've heard, yeah, I have. It's, um, well, it's another cartridge machine. It's not, um, another emulation box, but, um, yeah, I don't know. Get it. Yeah, I don't know. Their cartridge based stuff apparently is much better. So I don't know. I've never touched it. I might, I don't know. I might at some point get, uh, at games is coming out with a new Sega console that looks like it's going to be hilariously terrible. So yeah, don't that. No, uh, from what I understand, the, uh, prototype or the the review units that they were giving to people for reviews were terrible they were absolute garbage now they've come out and actually said oh uh that was actually the wrong firmware sorry we'll fix that i'm like "Uh uh-huh yeah yeah you should get that that'll be fun you can make a lot of money i might we'll see um let's move on this actually this story i got expressly for nick lotus uh, and it's it's apparently a game called Perfect Date. It's a cat dating simulator. Naturally. Yes. I think that uh, this is right up Nick Lotus's alley. <laughs> You're breaking up really badly, so I didn't oh, even am hear I? half of what you just said. Am I? Can you guys hear me? You got, you sound fine yeah. to me. Okay. So, so everyone can hear me except for Nick Lotus. Good. Well, now this I can hear you. <laughs> Been kind of eating an asshole lately. I don't know what its deal is. Ah, it's the servers. I think are probably getting bombarded because more people and more people are joining, and they don't have enough servers to handle it. Anyway, and no money. Yeah, uh, cat dating sim. Um, I didn't really read a lot about this, but I think this is right up Nick Lotus's alley. Do, uh, have you looked into yeah, this or I seen mean, it? I've I haven't looked into it. Uh, this is, it's really funny to me that this is actually a thing because it wasn't too long ago. I'm on Facebook. I'm part of a group called the D club and it is a game grumps fan group. Mm -hmm. And someone actually, and someone actually put up a fan art 
of Dream Daddy done in with all the dads as cats. <laughs> oh yeah, Dream Kitty is what is what they called it. So, but I mean, you know, I I might have to try this one. I don't know the the cat dating sim that I've been wanting to try is uh, I'm trying to remember the name of it. Hustle Cat. Oh yeah, what's that? Because that's but uh, and that that one is you you start out you know with your with your character who is kind of house sitting for her for his or her or their aunt. You could you could make a non-binary character in this one. Avery is the character's name, so it's pretty gender neutral. Mm-hmm. But in any case, but in any case, Avery gets a job at a cat cafe. Oh, that game. And, and as the story goes on, you come to find out that through some weird magical stuff, spoiler alert, all the people who work at the cat cafe actually turn into cats when they leave the cafe grounds. Oh, okay. Weird. So, yeah. but you know what? I, I've da- I, I played, I played, a, I've played a fidget spinner dating sim on my channel. I've played a, a <coughs> like apocalyptic a dating what? simulator. I'm sorry. Yes, there. Are you trying yes, to date the fidget spinners, or are fidget spinners trying to date each other? No, it's okay. At least, at least the playthrough I did, I just did a really quick one shot of it. Uh, you meet this fidget spinner, and you, <laughs> you know, you're trying to, you're trying to, I guess, put the moves on her to get her into a relationship with her or whatever. But then, like, there's another dude in the class who's totally cock blocking you. He's like your competition. I hate that. <laughs> My friend Eddie cock blocked me before. It was awful. What a weird genre. Anyway. <laughs> what what other scenario do you start a sentence with you meet this finit, fidget spinner <laughs> and you try to have yeah. sex with it as one does yes oh okay. my god but but she's but she's but i mean it, basically though it is it is a fidget spinner with like an anime girl face in the middle and and she's <laughs> she's she's super precious she's like moe as fuck but she's a fidget spinner <laughs> uh-huh so uh yeah, perfect date comes to Steam and iOS this winter. So Do you guys you can... ever think that like computers and video games were were just a big mistake? <laughs> sometimes. Sometimes. <laughs> uh well you okay, this isn't even as bad as the ones okay, I've seen a tank dating simulator. I've heard of that one. And there's a pigeon one. I uh, knew that one. The Hottiful Boyfriend. Yeah. Oh yeah, hot boyfriend is the bird yeah. one. And but the there's weirdest like some, there's like some actually really deceptively amazing writing in that game. Is the I've tank dating that. simulator? I, I don't know which one you're talking about, but is it is it like the tank girl anime where they're more they're, they're no the, you know they're humans they? who are who I guess it's just understood are tanks. But yeah. what, what gameplay I've seen of it, none of the girls are represented as tanks. They're represented as girls. But you're yeah, playing yeah, as a guy like who gets those... sent to a pa- yeah he he's he's a guy who gets sent to a tank school but he's human he's not a tank so is... I don't know how I don't know why he Wait, ended up there to begin with is that based on an anime I don't know if it's based on an anime but the game because is called are, the game is called Panzer Models because there there is a Panzer Girls anime where maybe, like maybe, it's literally maybe the it's same a, thing. maybe it's a Panzer Maybe it's a Panzer Girls dating sim. I don't know. I haven't. I, I haven't seen an anime Weird. that is the same. So maybe oh, it is. Really? Comment section, it... guys. Let us know if there's if there's a tank dating anime to go with the tank dating Cause game. Because there's, there's a. I watched a, an anime where it was kind of the same idea, but all the girls were guns. So like like this regular guy goes to a school uh, where uh, and it's like a military school, and all the girls are guns. And there's they specialize in the what gun that they represent. Huh. So that that what really game. That so they're trying to make a game to appeal to rednecks. This is what you're saying. Well, that was an anime. Oh, okay. And and we're talking like like I this, this girl is an AK-47. <laughs> this girl is this giant sniper rifle. And it's like yeah, yeah. Like that's their names too. Like their names are the names of the gun. Oh. <laughs> like, and, yeah, and there's a. I just wanted to point out there's another one where it's even more disturbing, where you try to date people from the Normal Boots Club. Yes, yeah. and that's the one that we're going through on my channel right now. And Nathan is the current guest on that Asagao Academy. Yep. So, and uh, and the guy we're chasing right now is Satch from Satch Bags Goods. Yes, I, I I kind of describe him as like the Neil deGrasse Tyson of video game YouTubers because he just has like super analytical stuff to say about everything. Yeah, have you done the JonTron one yet? No, I have not done the JonTron route yet. 
We've Roa, done... Oh, Roa can do that. He can just yell into the microphone. <laughs> I hate black people! <laughs> I have oh, I have a guess, I, I, I have a guest lined up for that route now, but I don't Racism know if it'll still be available real. by the time we get to it. <laughs> <laughs> Guys, look, it's professional YouTuber John John. He's just coming to the podcast. It's yeah. amazing. He just showed up out of the blue light. It's incredible. <laughs> <laughs> so you guys, you guys. Oh, uh, and then we get a cease and desist yes it's very soon uh I so still love him. i still think he's he's okay i can watch one of his videos and then i have to stop i've never been a fan of him even before he went nuts but yeah, yeah. so uh let's let's move on and talk about uh how dna can be used uh to create malware DNA, baby. So, so Connor, you, yeah. So, Connor, you uh, you brought this up. You tell us about it. All right. Yeah, that's fair enough. Uh, so, basically, what's going on is we now live in an age where gene editing is totally a thing. Uh, specific. It's not that we couldn't do this before, but thanks to a technology called CRISPR, we could do it for relatively cheap. Like, you know, from from whole dollars to pennies comparison. Comparatively cheap. It still costs uh, a lot of money. Yeah, it still costs money, but we could do it like for not insane amounts now, which is amazing. And we're hoping it'll forward. Uh, I, I guess we can call them designer babies. Yeah, yeah, let's call them designer babies. I'm pretty sure that's the term for it. it uh, and what is baby. what what is going on is there's these. Uh, it all boils down to gene processing hardware that they got going on. And what's uh, it was for. Gosh, I kind of wish I wasn't so on the spot about this. Uh, there was some company out there who was doing like Connor, the, the processing for it. Connor, I want to back up here for just a second. Yeah, let me try this all again. You're the one who decided to talk about this story. Yes, and then I played <laughs> a video game. And I was definitely not just playing that video game instead of trying to talk. Okay. So here's, let me, for, for your editing convenience. Oh, I'm not editing this. Good. Good. Yeah. So basically no. what is going on is that there's a group of biohackers out there who wanted to show that you could, although you can edit your DNA in interesting ways, such as getting rid of genetic diseases and whatnot, they also decided that, hey, theoretically, we could do malicious things with this. Uh, and this is in preparation for a presentation that they want to give to uh, Eusenics Security Conference, which is just cybersecurity. It's out in Washington. And what they want to show is that it's possible to encode malicious software into physical strands of DNA. You yourself could be a virus for some sort of gene uh, sequencer out there. Uh, What what we would do is the gene sequencer would pick up that strand that's been infected, at which point it infects the sequencer, and you could have it do whatever you want. Oh. Oh. Oh, Some demonic shit going on. Yeah. People are going to be storing malware. Yeah. That'll be awesome. God, uh, I want the future. It's, it's going to be fantastic. I want our dark dystopian cyberpunk future. It would be. Uh, you know well, I do. Well, it'll be better than what we have right now. So, yeah. Um, yeah. So that's pretty neat that you can you can store malware even in a strand of DNA, which so wait, is did, amazing. So these dudes have the capability to modify DNA, like like they have the the. Uh, I am reading into this article a little more right now. Maybe it's so just I, a theoretical you, thing? Yeah, right now it's uh, they, they specifically have the third part of this article on Wired. Is it, They're saying it's a far-off threat. We're not really prepared for this to be a day-to-day issue. And well, all they wanted to identify was that a lot of the software that they had written for this issue, it's, it's kind of, it wasn't made with security in mind. Uh, and one of the things that you learn in development, specifically in software, is you kind of need to be able to prepare for the unpreparable. And that wasn't something that they were thinking of when they wanted to get into gene sequencing. Uh, because these vulnerabilities exist, if we don't show them and you know make them apparent, they could potentially be abused in the future. Oh, so ah. it was like the stuff that I had at the company I work for that made them change a lot of things. Good. Good job. You, you did it, Aroa. You're the best. Aren't you glad you have competent people in your podcast? Yeah, I'm. I don't know where any of them are. <laughs> <laughs> hey, that's not nice. Jerry's right there, and and Nick Lotus. No, I'm not competent at all. 
So, well, you know what? I will not. I will not be too shy to say that I am a damn professional. <laughs> <laughs> yes, probably uh, the most of anyone here. Yes. So now that now Pretty that much definitely on that. Yeah, Nick Lotus <laughs> is a professional. So uh, Nick Lotus, we need to talk about boobs. Okay. <laughs> All right then. I will uh, talk about boobs as professionally as I can. <laughs> okay. Oh, <A> word. <laughs> okay, so uh, kind of some people are are causing a bit of a dust up over the new suits in the in the Power Rangers reboot. Is it because they're fucking awful? Oh, God. <laughs> Man, I don't know. Red Ranger in this screenshot I'm looking at straight up looks like Lord Zed with the Power Rangers. Helmet. He really does, and and they all so have why? the they all have the fucking Iron Man glowy thing in their center too. You notice that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And anyway, uh, actually, one one of the articles I I looked up about this actually said the Power Rangers new costumes look like Tony Stark designed them. <laughs> exactly. But uh, the but the controversy is in on the female Ranger Power Rangers outfits. There are boob cups in the armor and high heels. Okay. And yeah. So some people have some stuff to say about that. Uh, Quite frankly, I think that high heels and boob cups are super impractical. And that's really like the absolute worst thing is like, okay, if you're trying to fight, like and do karate and martial arts and stuff, you don't need anything that's going to hinder your movement, like high friggin' heels. Yeah. Well, yeah, there Perm. is to it, now. I I I agree with you on this that it's it's a stupid idea, but there is also the argument to be made that this is a ridiculous fantasy world. Yeah. Um, and similar to how I don't feel that there's anything wrong with how Bayonetta is designed, um, you could say that because. It's so ridiculous and off the wall, just the entire concept that these are teenagers that are turning into what some Super, kind of superhero, superhero. thing. Yeah. yeah. Um, well, it's, so it's kind of like the magical girl aspect. Yeah. and but, but at the same time, if you're going to go through the trouble of making the armor so grounded in reality by having them have all the like muscle definition and looking all futuristic and whatnot it kind of throws it off to have the ridiculous boob outlines and high heels to go along with it. Cause they, they do, they look like Iron Man suits. They and do. It just doesn't like straight down to the, the like chest light up thingy. I, and yeah. it doesn't make a whole lot of sense that if, if you're going to go through the trouble of redesigning the outfits to make them look all futuristic and, and, and everything, why would you then, Fuck it up by including shit like that. Boob cups and and high heels and yeah, and, and the boob cups and the boob cups are not going to offer a whole lot of protection. the the whole I thought the whole point of armor was to provide a buffer between things hitting you, not be not to be molded to you and make the impact <laughs> even worse. And, and yeah, and like yeah, I I I do get that, and I think that it's kind of fucked up whenever like MMOs do that, where we're like the girl armor is. A thong and a bra, but yeah. like the male armor the, is the, the, the male exact version opposite. Is like a whole suit, yeah. yeah, yeah, it's ridiculous. Well, that's like, uh, oh man, of course. I guess we'll go back to Fallout for this. In the in Fallout, you know, the sexy sleepwear. It's like <laughs> full pajamas for a man. It's a nighty for a woman. Yeah, yeah. But I think yeah. I think and okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna bust out some feminist theory on you guys. Stay with me. <laughs> I'm gonna. With, uh, I have to go, go now. Yeah, we're gonna. <laughs> we're out it's, of it's here. Gonna be, it's gonna be. It's gonna be very well, actually, light. I wonder non- if it's gonna be. I wonder it's if it's gonna be similar to a video I recorded and never <laughs> uploaded uh, a few days ago. Yeah. Well, mm. I mean, when it comes down to, I'm also thinking about the the really form molded suits and everything. I just keep thinking about the the. The, was it the George? Clo- it was the George Clooney Batman with, with bat the nipples. outfit with the nipples, bat nipples. Oh yeah, yes. bat nipples. But but anyway, the, it kind of comes back to I think the the costume designs for the women versus the men. It comes down to the idea of the male gaze, and that is G A Z E, not G A Y S. And it's and it's the it's the idea that the default viewer of most films is a straight male 
Well, I mean, let's of be a fair. certain age, Let, and so yeah, let's be fair with with Power Rangers. What a what demographic are they aiming towards? They're either aiming towards like kind of teenage boys, maybe a little younger, and dudes in their forties. Like, yeah, but there are lots of girls who watch Power Rangers too. I watch Power Rangers. They're they're aiming towards us. Yeah, yeah, they're aiming towards us. That's true. They, yeah, they're, yeah, they're cashing in on the nostalgia. I can tell you that's a hundred percent what it is. Oh yeah, yeah, nostalgia is super oh, yeah. popular right now. Yeah, yeah, and um, yeah, I, I get that. Like, there are some movies that obviously are are aimed towards women, but they also have um, they have things to try to hook guys in. Because yeah. they want, because they know that for those specific movies, their guys are taking their girlfriends or wives to see the movies. Yeah. So they have to kind of keep, keep the guy from just like crying and running out of the auditorium. And then but, that also, and then that also puts a very heteronormative expectation for that audience, right? On that's top true. of every, on top of just, on top of just you know, filming everything for the straight male eye, they're just assuming that it's only straight couples going to see it. Yeah. Now, at the same time, what is your thought on the idea of a woman representing her sexuality as a form of, uh, like, not necessarily expression, but maybe, like, self-glorification, that if a woman's comfortable in her sexuality and wants to show that off, does that then, does that then make her like more appealing from the perspective of like, like it, more empowering. That's the word I'm trying to think of. Sure. Yeah. Um, eh, so it could, with, it could with an outfit like this, is that empowering the female by showing her off as both powerful and sexy? Yeah, no, I, I totally get what you're saying. And you know, a lot of people agree with that idea, but I can see that somebody would. Yeah. Make that yeah. Well, yeah. No, I totally, I'm, I'm kind of, well, I, it depends on the character. It is very much a case-by-case thing. Because if you have a character who uses her sexuality or her sexiness to her advantage to, to achieve things... Like as long as, it's, as, long as, as long as she's doing it more... As long as she's doing it for herself and it doesn't feel like cheap or selling out or just gratuitous fan service. If there's actually a reason for it and it fits the character and, you know, it actually accomplishes something for the character herself she's not doing it for someone else or, or anything like that so it should be part of the the character's personality and not just something that's just kind of there i mean i don't expect that for every character but that's ideal yeah, yeah but yeah, yeah. yeah. so it, and that would make sense because like, like here i doubt that the characters are going to make any kind of point about like oh the outfit's so sexy it's so cute like yeah they're not gonna do that but you could see Say going back, uh, you mentioned Sailor Moon before. Like yeah, going, magical going, girls. Well, magical girls. You could definitely see characters in that if they didn't. Like I don't, I don't know, but I'm sure that characters in that anime could expectedly go, "Man, I love the outfits that that we that we go into whenever we transform like this. They're adorable." Yeah, yeah. But, like the characters in Power Rangers probably wouldn't even acknowledge the fact and they, they don't as far as i know right i gotta so, wonder if they're gonna keep the i gotta wonder if they're gonna keep the 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 stereo line from kimberly in this one <laughs> uh i don't know because that so actually uh this is obviously supposed to be a reboot but i don't think that's, the, that's I, totally different characters isn't yeah, it yeah yeah it's totally different characters and um amy joe johnson and the for the guy who played Tommy actually make uh-huh. a cameo in the in that movie. Oh, cool! So, yeah, yeah. But anyway, um, suits look fucking stupid. Like in general, <laughs> I didn't even notice the boob cups. I just thought, man, those look retarded. Uh, then again, <laughs> if you want to look at the original, like the original costumes, they were literally just skin tight spandex. So. And somehow you uh, saw less boob in those. Like I'm looking at I'm looking at a side by side picture from one of the articles that I pulled up to look this up. And there's like, you know, there's Red Ranger, Blue Ranger, Yellow Ranger, and Yellow Ranger okay. is even in her skirt, so you know it's a female. And but but her top isn't even like so, super so tight. If we go back to the original Mighty Morphin Power Rangers, which we spoke about before the podcast, the Yellow Ranger of course wouldn't be showing any boobage because it's a dude in the costume. Right. 
But in, and, the, but in the picture I'm looking at, in, at the picture I'm looking at right now, the, the person's in a skirt. So that, is it just a dude with a skirt on the uniform? No, there yes. are, there are no. So there are some <laughs> Power Rangers uh, seasons where, in Japan, they had uh, okay. a female character. But for the original Mighty Morphin, it was uh, a guy that was in it. It was a uh, in uh, I think it was Super Sentai Jew Ranger. That's what it's called. I don't know why they call it that, but it's hilarious. And uh, I hate to be stereotypical, but there's not going to be much boobage out of the Pink Ranger either because she's a stereo- stereotypical Japanese girl with small boobs. So, <laughs> I mean, uh, right. and, and it was, I mean, it was definitely made for kids. This is uh, aimed more towards, you know, guys my age. And it's the nostalgia group. Group. That's what they're yeah, going for. Exactly. Yeah. So uh, I don't know. I don't even know if they're going to be doing a second Power Rangers movie. I do know that the original Power Rangers movies uh, were awful, and I love them. <laughs> well, so. that's the best. That's the best kind of movie. That's just so bad that you love it anyway, yeah. or you know, because of it. I don't know. But the one thing I one I, we can move on from this story. But the one last thing I did I did say to my husband when we were talking about this story earlier today was. You know, I could even I could deal with the boob cups as long as there's equal exploitation. Give the dudes just some big old cod pieces. Well, I mean, they got that like superhero V thing going on, like showing. Well, off. that's true. Like, but, but I mean, that's that's on all of them, isn't it? Though uh, I can't see the female characters very well in that. But yeah, I'm, yeah, they probably do. So yeah, they should do that. Just shoot giant cod pieces right there. Boob cups um, and cod pieces. Yeah, the Vive controller right there. Or, I'm sorry, Res controller right there. Um, so anyway. Equal, equal exploitation. That's all I ask for. Yeah. And the last thing is um, Shadow of War. Uh, we were talking about some microtransactions. Uh, Shadow of War. Middle Earth Shadow of War, the sequel to Shadow of Mordor. Uh, it's getting loot boxes. Aroa, you brought this one up. Tell us about it. So, you, uh, I, I'd honestly be surprised if you hadn't heard about this. I was surprised that you didn't bring this up. Um, but yeah, basically. I lost out. all my bookmarks. I, I just, like, this was a huge deal for me. But yeah, on, I guess, Thursday of last week, it came out that, uh, hey, everybody, just so you know, uh, we're putting microtransactions in Middle Earth Shadow of War. And they're. They're the pretty contemporary microtransaction thing now. Um, it you you could say it started with maybe like uh, Counter Strike, but it's the you buy a a box and you hope that it has something good inside. And like they're really big in mobile games, particularly. But Overwatch is probably the biggest success story of this sort of Overwatch, thing. Overwatch, um, Halo Five. Yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, they're, they're card packs, more right. or less. Um, but you can also get XP boosts, which why the fuck would you do that in an RPG? You could um, do it in you could do it in a uh, uh, Deus Ex. Yeah. Yeah. Again, why? John referred it to this is for the investment banker who has more money than time but still wants to finish games. Right. Yeah. Uh, and yeah. the that kind of stuff I I, I don't like it. Me but neither. I will say I will say that uh, it's it's mainly my my old timey gamer like initial response kind of reaction where it's like I don't like it because it's new and different and it's dumb. It's not way games used to be. Um, but what it what what bothers me beyond that is the fact that Shadow of War is going to have a multiplayer component. Yeah, it's kind of like uh, it's kind of like the forward operating base mode, I guess, from Metal Gear Five. It's like an asynchronous invasion kind of thing. Yes. Uh, mm. The the big problem with it is that uh, you can lose your guys whenever you're attacking other other bases or what or whatever. Uh, so whenever you go and attack a player, if they defend you successfully, everybody that died during that is dead. Which means that if they spent more money than you, they're probably going to win more often. And now we won't know until it comes out. Obviously, if you'll be able to tell, uh, like how just how strong they are compared to you, and like what what kind of 
characters they have working for them, but it just seems really cheap to me from the perspective of like a developer to to put something like this in. Now, that said, we know that this wasn't this wasn't the developers that did this. This was I mean, this this game's being put out by Warner Brothers who were one of the first ones to lock content behind online passes. They, you know, they have loot box mechanics in Injustice 2. There was, you know, you could buy you could spend real money to buy one button fatalities in Mortal Kombat X. Like they they like to push the envelope more than a lot of publishers do, I think. I remember that with Mortal Kombat that you could buy fatalities. It was retarded. Yeah. I mean, it was the ability to do a fatality with with a button press, but it was it was no worse than a cosmetic unlock, really, because you didn't get any bonuses in fights for doing a fatality. So it was really just, oh, I want to see these without learning them, which was dumb, but not game breaking. No, this this with the like, that's the thing. As long as it doesn't nag me very much as long as like if, if if it only affected the single player component and it wasn't overtly in your face like if it wasn't constantly bugging you hey you could spend real money here i kind of don't care because if you're somebody who has more money than time i don't know why you'd spend it in this way but i mean friggin whatever but yeah if if there's an asynchronous multiplayer component that it has the ability to impact the balance of then i have a problem yeah like if there's a what what game was that that was a Dead Space 3 was really yeah, yeah. bothersome. They'd be like, hey. It was, in, it, it was more in your face about it than I would have liked, yes. Yeah. Even so, though I did finish that game, yeah, I was kind of like, this sucks. <laughs> so I just, I hate the idea of these types of things. Like, oh, I can buy experience points boost so I can I can play through the game faster. It's like you're, in my opinion, you're kind of, limiting yourself and saying hey i'm not good enough to play through the game normally so i mean you're defeating the purpose and i I think it's dumb it's certainly not something i would ever do but if you want to uh, you know i don't personally care that much because it doesn't impact my game but when it does impact my game is when we have and that's the other thing is that even if it was something (sighs) that it was only single player stuff and it was just like these XP boosts and whatnot, you have to consider, is it affecting your game, even if you don't buy them? Yeah. Well, that's and that's a question, is is the campaign balanced around, you know, sort of like a free-to-play mobile game, where if you don't spend money, it's going to require so much time and effort that it's going to be, yeah, that, that it, it's going to force you down that path. And that we won't know until it comes out. Like in Dead Space 3, it was in your face, but I never had to spend a penny and still got through that game no problem. Now, I, uh, I yeah. thought Mankind Divided did some weird shady stuff with the... With, that was... With that. So Mankind Divided has... Yeah, they did a thing where if you bought the digital deluxe edition, which I actually did. And yet I still never use these things. You got some, um, extra power ups that you could use, but the thing that could do that, which again, were just pay to rush. Like I hadn't, again, I never touched them, never had a problem beating the game. The thing that pissed off the community was that they were one use. Mm. So, and they were locked to a save. So basically if you used it to boost yourself in a game and you started a new game, you didn't get to do it again. Which I also agree is complete BS, but yeah, again, I was able to beat that game no problem without touching them. So, and and it was not actually in your face in that game at all. It was actually like I didn't even know about it until after the fact. So, so yeah. quest- question: uh, Did you guys already talk? I had to step out for a moment. Did you guys already talk that you do get gold at specific milestones in the game? In yeah, Shadow we, of we didn't, War, yeah, we didn't yeah. mention that that there there are multiple uh, currencies, like in a mobile game. You have your free currency, and then you have your paid currency. Free currency, the game will just hand out, and that's how you get like loot chests and and all that shit. Um, but you also have gold, which is your paid currency. And like in a free to play mobile game, you'll get gold every once in a while at, for for freezies. But the main idea is you're going to buy gold with real mm-hmm. money. Yeah, and you're going to get hooked. The, and the gold you can use to just directly buy particular items if you want them. Mm. 
And okay. so you don't just get loot crates out of it. Yeah. The, 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 what is it? Uh, median uh, is what you'll use to buy loot chests, which is gear, war chest, which is orcs, and then XP boosts and bundles of war chests and boosts. Um, then with gold, you can either buy really high level loot chests and whatnot, or just directly buy special items. So if there's like something, I'm assuming they'll have like an item of the day type thing in the market where it's like, you can spend 10 gold to get this really awesome bow, or you can spend 10 gold to get a special loot chest that contains one guaranteed legendary item kind of thing. Yeah. See, uh, yeah, for me, again, it, it ultimately, I, I'm definitely not pre-ordering game, and I'm not going to be buying the game until I see a lot of varied opinions on what this thing works like. Like, again, if it's not overtly in your face and it's still possible to beat the game at a normal pace without getting completely screwed, it may not bother me that much. I The multiplayer component, I never really cared that much for the forward operating base thing in Metal Gear, and I don't know if I'll care about it here as well, but... At the same time, if it's, yeah, if it is, I have such a backlog right now, I don't even see myself buying the game at launch, so I may just wait until the Christmas sale and buy it cheaper anyway, but uh, if it does, definitely, if it gates progression, or if it makes it so that you have to grind a ridiculously long time if you don't spend money, then yeah, they can bite me. I won't be paying for that. And that makes sense. I... I probably won't be getting this game at launch. I'm not super fond of the uh, Assassin's Creed games, which is basically what the original. Shadow this is of well, was. not really. It's it's it's, it's I, similar. Some Assassin's Creed movement, but the game is very different. Ah, from yeah. that, like the first game, I like quite a bit, and even as a, someone who likes Assassin's Creed, I I thought it was a fair bit different. But yeah, it's. Yeah, it's, I'm also not rushing to get the, the next one either. Right. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, that is our podcast. And so let's uh, let's do our standard roundup. Cyberpunk Monk, where can we find you? You can find Cyberpunk Monk at Cyberpunk underscore Monk on Twitter. That's kind of all that I do right now. Yeah. Uh, Parallax Abjury. Abjury. <laughs> Parallax Whatever Abjury. his name is. <laughs> Um, yeah, I'm on, uh, yeah, I'm on youtube.com slash PX abstraction. That's sort of where a lot of my content is right now. I'm also streaming, uh, more often now on mixer.com slash PX abstraction. Hope to be doing that more often soon. Um, I'm not really, I still have my geek bravado blog, but it's more or less retired at this point. Cause I really don't have time to put anything there. So, um, but I'll f- figure out something to do with it eventually. But uh, yeah, those are the main places to to find me, and there'll be hopefully more stuff coming soon. Uh, Aroa, uh, I got the Twitter. That's Aroa. Uh, I got my Facebook page, Aroa Entertainment, where I like to share uh, shit posts and memes. Uh, so have some fun over there. Uh, got an Instagram, uh, Aroa one three three seven, where he I'm likes to share shit posts and memes. Uh, basically, yeah. <laughs> um, and I have a Snapchat. Uh, I I think my username's Aroa. On it there. is. I think it's just Aroa. Yeah. Yeah. Um, which I'm. I need to start sharing out my uh, Snap code on like Twitter and shit. But yeah. Uh, yeah. And also, I've uh, pretty much decided. I think if I'm gonna go back to streaming anytime soon it's gonna be on twitch again why yeah uh they apparently have gotten a lot more strict on the whole exclusivity thing and until there's any real like money or following involved on beam uh twitch just seems like the better community and if i'm going to be locked into a particular site i'd rather it be twitch than anybody else Ah, I see. I got you. Because they're even doing that with affiliates now. Like, you can't stream, you can't do uh, co-streams if you're an affiliate on Twitch. Oh, wow. But I'm not an affiliate. Yep. I don't have enough, I don't have enough people to be an affiliate, so. You're, you're not. Yeah, that's, that's, that's true. But I'm just yeah. saying, like, like, I would rather focus everything on, on 
doing well on Twitch. That makes sense. It's also the biggest community. Um, it's also a shitty community, but there's that. But um, I love their shit community. And Nick Lotus, where can we find you? You can find me on YouTube <laughs> as Nick Lotus Plays. I'm also on Facebook as Nick Lotus Plays. And I'm Nick Lotus on Twitter and on Tumblr. And if you follow my Twitter page, you can see all the wonderful wrestling gifts that Nathan sends me all the time. I do. I do send her a lot of wrestling gifts. Um, I think this week I sent her one of a dude breaking his leg, which is fun. Um, and then I sent, I think another one where there were people were just laughing, just wrestlers, just laughing. Um, yeah. And then me, Nathan Reitens Ruth, you can find me at Reitens everywhere. I'm Reitens on Twitch, Reitens on Twitter, Reitens on, uh, the YouTubes, or you can go to Reitens Entertainment on the YouTubes. Uh, com is my website. You can go to Reitens Podcast on iOS or Google Play Store and uh, press the little subscribe button. That way you'll get the podcast every week downloaded right to your phone. And uh, yeah, that's everything for me. So thank you guys for being here. Thank you. You mean much. you're not going to give out your Saraha? My what? Your Saraha? <laughs> oh, I don't have one of those. Oh, that's good. What? Way to, way to stay off the bandwagon. I uh I don't hate myself because the if I if I got one of those the only person who would write on it would be Connor telling me to kill myself. Hey, that's not true. I write on Aroa saying that Connor is great <laughs> all the time. <laughs> he does. I wonder who wrote that. It wasn't I know Connor. what I'm about. <laughs> all Connor right. is great. Oh, Connor is great. <laughs> Yeah, Connor. Connor, C-O-N-N-O-R, Connor. Catchy. So, so thanks, guys, for being here. Um, thanks for having us. Yeah. Thanks. I'll see some or all of you next week. Bye. Yep. Bye. Ciao. See you, N-N-O-R.